Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. And welcome back to What's God Got to Do With It. And we are here to continue this series where we're just breaking down this really complex topic of worthiness and really what I call the paradox of worthiness, as in how do you feel worthy when you don't feel worthy? And this is the fourth episode in this series where on the first episode called Unraveling Worthiness, Breaking Down the Five Blocks to God's Love, I introduced you to what I call the five blocks to God's love and how I just discovered that for me, when it came to actually feeling worthy of being loved and not feeling like I had to earn it or like when I'm this or when I do that, then I'll be lovable. I mean, loved right now as I am. That was really hard for me to grasp at first. It's kind of like something was blocking me from receiving it. But as I shared, God wasn't blocking me and my circumstances weren't blocking me. I was blocking me and my thoughts and perception of myself, that's what was available to me. And this really paved the way for us to get into each of the five, what I call God blocks, that for me, I was blocking God's love and and really any love for that matter from coming my way and truly feeling it, truly receiving it. And that was the resistance that I kept bumping up against. And that's what was blocking me from feeling the power or the truth in this idea that I don't have to hustle for my worthiness, that it's just there right now, and it's always going to be there. But that's why I now call them God blocks, because if you are blocking them, it feels like that love is not even there. So on one side of the coin, these five things, they can act like kind of like a magic recipe. And all of these are five ingredients that add up to this recipe for worthiness. But those same things, if you're not aware of them and if you stay blocked by them, they will literally block you from love and block you from feeling that worthiness, hence why I call it the paradox of worthiness. Also, when you simply become aware of those five blocks and acknowledge them and care for them, they can literally transform and become like a powerful gateway or a bridge to connection and worthiness and peace. But also, like I shared in the other episodes, these blocks were the perfect place for me to invite God in and ask him to help me. And my prayers just became things like, hey, God, meet me there. Help me see what you see. Help me find that worthiness. Help me unblock what's blocking me from you and really just remove anything or unlearn any lie that is not coming from you. 
And that's why I believe it's so important to recognize your own God blocks, as in, you know, what's keeping you from receiving the love that's available to you right now? And what's keeping you from feeling like you're worthy of receiving love and worthy of being taken care of or just valued beyond the size of your genes or bank balance or relationship status? And that's why I'm so excited to keep this conversation going, because awareness is truly enough to start that transformation and create those new neural paths ways. So in episode 13, removing the blocks where we talked about self-acceptance and God's unwavering grace, we talked about self-acceptance and of course the paradox of acceptance because it's like, well, how do you accept yourself when all you've ever known is self-rejection or self-criticism and shaming yourself? And then last week in episode 14, which was called Divine Partnership, which was health and self-care with God's support. We talked about health and self-care and the paradox of that if you don't even know how to do that. Like actually take care of yourself and your health, or maybe you feel like all your attempts have failed in the past. So if you missed those episodes, definitely go back and check those out. But just like we did for self-acceptance and for health and self-care, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you this next ingredient and God block from three different viewpoints. So first, I'm going to walk you through it as one of the five ingredients that become this recipe for worthiness within your self-image. And then I'll share how that same ingredient, that very same thing can actually be a God block if you're blocked by it or you just don't feel worthy of receiving it. And then, of course, we will take a look at what God has to say about it. So let's just dive in, shall we? And let's take a look at the third ingredient to your self-image and worthiness and the third God block, which is self-worth. So when I talk about self-worth, what I really mean is what are you weighing and what are you measuring to comprise your own worth or value? And so for me, for so long, actually most of my life, if I wasn't weighing and measuring my worth by my gene size, my scale weight, my bank balance, my relationship status, anything like that, I had no idea who I was. In other words, if I didn't weigh a certain weight or think I was living up to certain you know, quantifiable standards, my entire self-worth went out the window. And that meant like I could just get on the scale and my mood would go out the window if it didn't say what I wanted it to say because my entire value or what I thought of myself was wrapped up in that one thing that you know lived outside of me, by the way. But that one thing completely held all the power in my life. And that's only because that was the only measuring stick that I knew how to use. That's what I learned. But I wasn't just weighing my own worth by those kinds of measuring sticks. I was probably measuring your value too. And just please know, like this was not my proudest stage of life, but in the name of being real and transparent and vulnerable, I'll be honest and admit that if we met 10 to 15 years ago, I would have looked at your thighs and your stomach and decided how much self-esteem I and, and really confidence I had the right to feel compared to you. And it wasn't personal. Well, obviously to me it was like I was obviously judging you, but it was more because I was judging me and it was so I could have a reference to know exactly what I was comparing myself to because that was my measuring stick and that was my currency that I was using to determine how much I was worth. So of course it was the currency I was using to judge you. And again, I'm not proud of it, but this is just what I became aware of. And some phases of my life, it was how much fat was hanging over my jeans, the number on the scale, a calorie count, a number of reps. 
But then I moved on to things like bank balance or relationship status or likes on fake Facebook. Heck, I have used them all. And who I was at the time, if I wasn't counting or measuring those things or those quantifiables, I didn't know who the heck I was because it's all I knew until I learned something else. And that's why I believe it is so important to not only create a new definition of self-worth for you and your self-image, but also to look at the currency of your soul and seek God's truth about your divine worth. And once again, not just figuring it out on your own, but how to make sure, yeah, you're taking radical ownership of what you can and cannot influence, but asking God to step in and do a lot of the heavy lifting in your head, heart, and spirit. And so the easiest way to do that is to first simply gain an awareness and understanding of what you are currently weighing and what you're measuring and the currency that you are living your life and really judging yourself by. And so I want you to simply take a mental inventory and ask yourself, what am I weighing and what am I measuring? And so are you judging yourself 24 hours a day based on the gene size that you're wearing or your current career status or the number of likes or comments you got? on Facebook or Instagram? Or are you defining and setting the currency that you want to be measuring yourself by and that God is valuing you by and really working towards that, which I know for me was a foreign concept for so many years. But in other words, are you valuing yourself based on a currency of your own choosing that you actively voted on? Or are you valuing yourself based on the currency that you arbitrarily or subconsciously picked up along the way? And is it the currency that society or social media or the rest of the world is using? And there's nothing bad or wrong about measuring your self-worth by any of those external factors. I mean, you're human and you are allowed to care about those things. But here's the big distinction. The problem arises, and it really is a big problem that I really want you to look at, but the problem arises when your self-worth is solely or only comprised of those factors, as in that's it, like that's your worth, that's your value. And that's why I'm so adamant about talking about all of this because most people have never taken a look at this part of themselves. So let's do that right now. And if you're up for it, I just want you to, first and foremost, Let's relinquish any shame and just chalk it up to like, hey, I didn't know what I didn't know. But I also invite you to get really honest with yourself and ask yourself and just really think about your own self-image. Like, are you weighing yourself on the scale and letting it dictate how you feel about yourself? Or maybe you're a hostage to your gene size or how many push-ups you can do or how many calories or carbs you ate that day, right? What about social media or how many likes you got? Like, are you valuing your worth based on that? Or maybe it's your your accomplishments and, and your successes, right? Like, or if you don't get complimented or validated by somebody else, do you feel defeated or deflated or, or just kind of meh? Like, you can't find your worth. What about your bank balance, your relationship status? Are they where you think they air quotes should be? And if not, do you totally disqualify the value that you have or the value that you bring outside of those things? And is there anything else like any other measurement or quantifiable that lives outside of you that holds all of the power in your life? Or maybe it just holds too much power, right? That's what we want to just simply become aware of. And again, there is no shame, no judgment. As I I promise you, I was literally valuing myself by all of the things that I mentioned at some point. But again, when that's all we have to use to account for our worth, 
we just feel empty. And that's when we are actively blocking the value and worth that's available to us and that God sees in us and wants for us. And of course, I'm just sharing some examples of how we as humans validate ourselves based solely on those external factors. And again, there's nothing wrong with using these to value ourselves to some extent, because I mean, you're only human. But if we only rely on this external stuff to validate our worth, we're just going to get totally lost and go down an empty path. If you know, again, if I'm going to put it bluntly, that's really what's going to happen. You're going to feel that it's going to feel meaningless and empty. And I promise you, when it comes to your self-image and your divine worth in God's eyes, how you're weighing and measuring yourself absolutely 100% matters. And there is a way to connect with God's version of how he sees you. But if you don't identify the currency you're currently using and create a new definition of value and worth that would serve you and that would move you in the direction that you really want to go and that would make you feel happy while you go, because again, if you think about a lot of these, a lot of these quantifiables are not making you happy. But if you don't create a new definition, you will be stuck with the one that you have. And if valuing yourself based on your divine worth and how God sees you, it feels like a really big stretch, or maybe it's too big of a stretch for you right now, or just releasing and breaking the chains that your weight or bank balance or financial situations or relationship status holds over you, like that, if that hold over you and breaking that feels impossible to break, then that's what I mean when I say that the same ingredient to creating your self-worth in the eyes of love and worthiness, that same ingredient is actually acting as a block. And it's a block to God's view of your value and God's view of your worth so that you can fully receive that. And of course, you know, the word nerd in me, as I do every episode, wants you to know that the etymology of the of the word worth, its original definition, and it probably won't surprise you that the adjective form of the word worth means significant or valuable, appreciated or highly thought of. It also means deserving and capable. But what's really interesting to me and the part I really love about this etymology is that the word worth in verb form, so as a verb, it means to come to be. It means to become and it literally means to turn into. And so how about that? Like the literal meaning and origin of worth is all about transforming and coming to be and turning into. And to me, that's an invitation to come to be something of value and significance and appreciated by yourself and highly thought of by yourself. And of course, borrowing God's eyes, if that feels like a really big stretch. And a lot of people are like, wait a minute, Leanne, that sounds bragging or cocky or braggadocious to think highly of myself. But what I really mean is receiving the highly appreciated value that you're already, that is already there for you, like the receivership part of it. And when I think back to the version of myself who did not appreciate and value and think highly of herself, and bam, what I really needed was the verb form of worth, that same word, so that that could come to be that, so that I could essentially step into that and become that and become something a value to myself. So I was thinking of it of like, oh my gosh, like somebody needs to tell me that I'm worthy or, or make me feel that way. And what really needed to happen was this internal transformation, like the verb form of worth to transform into receiving that. 
Because like I said, what I really wanted was someone else to make me feel that when, again, if I couldn't feel it, like how could I even receive that from others if or when they did see that? And, and trust me when I say I didn't see it and I, and I couldn't see it. I sabotaged relationships. I pushed away love. I rejected and deflected praise and compliments because I didn't feel worthy of receiving it. And that's why I keep bringing this up and bringing up this concept of, of you know renewing your mind because that's really what needs to happen. Because who you are right now and how you feel about yourself today does not have to be the end of this story. You have the power to today start valuing and appreciating yourself differently, but you must renew your mind and ask God to help you see things differently. And I also mentioned this last week too, but there's this crossover sometimes that take place when it comes to the other ingredients and the God blocks that come in. mentioned this last week too, but there's this crossover sometimes that take place when it comes to the other ingredients and the God blocks that come in. So for example, self-acceptance, if that's a block for you and you are unaccepting of yourself and flat out rejecting yourself, of course you won't like value and find yourself worthy, right? Or if self-care and taking care of your health is a block for you because it's like how do you value what you don't deem worthy to take care of and what you don't honor mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, of course it's going to be a block in self-worth. So that's what I mean when I say some of these five ingredients, there's crossover, like they can actually block each other. And that's why I keep saying that all five of these ingredients that we're talking about, they're all part of this recipe of worthiness. It's not just one thing. And I'll talk about how God values you in just a moment. But first, I want you to ask yourself, how are you valuing yourself? And so instead of bank balance or weight or likes on Instagram or whatever you're using, what if you started paying attention to what your heart, soul, and spirit really need and start weighing and measuring things within that type of currency? And trust me, I know this is simple, not easy. And and really, that's why I take all of my clients through a process where we invest a good amount of time to figure out like what their individual self-worth currency looks like for them. Because just like you, they can't use a cookie cutter, one size fits all approach. We all need to figure out what this looks like for our own lives, our own needs, our own circumstances, even our shortcomings, right? We want to integrate that because like it's one of those things where you're not going to feel amazingly confident in every area of your life. Like you can own the parts of you that you're like, you know what? I'm not the best at that, but I can still feel worthy of feeling love and receiving worthiness and all that even within my shortcomings, right? But that being said, I'm just here planting that seed in your brain. But also for me, a lot of dots got connected And this actually became a lot easier when I looked at it through God's eyes and I used his word. So for example, in Galatians 5, 16 through 17, and this is the NIV version, it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Then 22 through 23 goes on to say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. 
And this is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what God is sharing with us is the fruit of the Spirit rather than the fruit of the flesh, right? And so to me, this just reminds me, like, Leanne, walking by the currency of the flesh, like the worldly currency, and walking by the currency of the Spirit are in conflict with each other. It literally says that. And he literally says they conflict with each other so that you don't do whatever you want. And for me, when I was walking by my own currency and doing whatever I wanted, and when I say my own currency, weight, jeans, bank balance, you know, all the things, when I was doing what I wanted and measuring myself by the worldly currency, I was miserable. But when I surrendered this over to God and I started walking by the spirit and not ignoring my human desires, like just not letting them lead me and own me and letting them solely dictate my worth, right? So again, I didn't ignore them. I just didn't let them own me. But only then was I able to feel my true worth and value outside of my weight or other, you know, worldly measurables. And again, it was a process, but I first had to become aware of what was happening and commit to transforming it and renew my mind. Honestly, I had to do that over and over again. And so for you, whatever you're chasing to make you feel worthy or loved, Imagine what would happen if your new currency included a spiritual currency, right? Things that God tells us comprise the fruit of the spirit, joy, love, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Imagine if you started weighing and measuring that on a daily basis, or you started measuring things like peace, like how much peace do I have, or how much compassion am I giving and feeling for myself? How much contribution am I making to, to others, right? And that's another thing that's really worth mentioning. Mentioning. For me, when I'm so caught up in the worldly currency or comparisonitis or my own self-currency, like obsessing over my weight or what other people think of me, not only is this a super empty and lonely way to live, it definitely was for me, but I also felt so selfish. Like when I'm in that place, it's all about me and my stuff and my desires and my goals and me, 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 me. And I find myself in this selfish, only thinking about me rabbit hole and that is not how I want to live my life, okay? And this verse in Matthew kind of reminds me of that. So in Matthew 16, 26, this is the NIV version. It says, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? To me, it says, Leanne, what good is it if you gain those worldly things that you think will make you happy, like the money, the relationships, the body you think you want? Like, what good is any of that if you have to forfeit your soul to get it? And it's true. Like, when you're obsessed about stuff like that, it is soul sucking. It's empty. And Again, you can care about it, but when you're obsessed and it's all you are weighing and measuring your worth by, that's when it's soul-sucking and empty. But that's what happened to me when I led with all those things and totally ignored the spiritual currency. And again, please don't hear what I'm not saying. Like goals are awesome. Like set those goals. Go after some sort of goal post or finish line. But again, if that's all you're using to comprise your value or worth, that's where we get into trouble and your soul and spirit is what suffers the most. I also love this one from 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. 
People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. And I just think this is so powerful to hear that and see that, that people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Again, you are allowed to care. You are allowed to have quantifiable goals, but make sure that it's not the only thing driving you. And I would go as far as say, make sure it's not leading you. Like even in those goals, make sure your spirit is the one guiding you, not the goals or the beliefs of the world. But if you are stuck in the rut of chasing a body type or financial status or relationship status or whatever it is to dictate your worth, and again, no judgment, no shame. And and the only reason I'm even able to talk about this is because this is how I was and who I was for so many years. And that's why it's so important to even just see this and have this awareness because you'll totally miss out on the value and the divine worth that is here for you right now and miss out on all of what's available to you right now, hence why it's another block. But what if instead of looking at the worldly view or worldly measurements and measuring sticks of your own worth, you created your own new definition of worth and a new currency with which to value yourself and asked God to meet you there and even borrow his eyes, right? Because the God that I know, he loves you and he wants you to know how valuable and lovable and worthy you are right now and that you don't have to reach a certain proverbial mountaintop to get there, but also the God I know would have so much love and compassion for you if you are struggling to feel that and to know that. And that's why I call it the paradox of worthiness. And in this case, it's the paradox of self-worth and knowing how to value yourself when you don't feel like you have any value outside of your accomplishments or status or measuring sticks. It's so challenging, right? But this is also, again, where that hyper-dependency on self comes into play too. Like, what if you, yes, take intelligent action and ultimate responsibility for your role in your ability to transform how you see your worth? But also while you do that, what if you let God in and surrender this to God too? You know, as in surrender your definitions of worth in general and the currency that you're currently using to determine whether you're good enough, smart enough, enough period really, and just started looking at it like, what if what you are really looking for to feel worthy and valuable can't be measured in this worldly currency? And what if what's missing was to start looking at your worth through the lens of a spiritual currency, but also surrendering the idea that you have to carry the burden of creating this and healing this all on your own? repeat something that Ketrick said in the self-reliance episode and sorry not sorry if I sound like a broken record when I share this but it's really that powerful he said sometimes you are waiting on God and sometimes God is waiting on you so where are you waiting like waiting for a certain weight or gene size or bank balance or relationship status to feel worthy or valuable right now And waiting for someone to magically make you feel that way about yourself when you don't feel it for yourself or waiting for the perfect time or the perfect moment or things to feel perfect for you to start feeling worthiness in your bones, independent of what's happening in your circumstances. Okay, where are you waiting on God and where is God waiting on you? And what if now was the perfect time to once again just meet God there? 
Where can you simply draw a line in the sand and commit to renewing your mind so that you can start valuing yourself by God's definitions of worth more and the world's less and valuing yourself by a spiritual currency more and the world's less. And I wish somebody had told me this or asked me these questions decades ago. And I mean, like, doesn't that just sound so much better than feeling like a victim to the definitions of value and worth that the world is giving us? And listen, I could go on and on with more, but bring it back full circle to this, okay? God's love is filled with new definitions of your value and worth that you are most likely truly desiring when you get stuck going down the rabbit hole of chasing goals that, you know, don't get me wrong, can be fun, but they're never going to fully and truly give you the worthiness that you're really desiring. And if you don't deem yourself worthy of that kind of love and value right now, or you feel like, okay, I'll be worthy when I reach that mile stone or hit that goal or whatever, you are outright blocking that love from God, but not just God, blocking it from anyone else to truly give you the love that's available to you. Because if you don't feel worthy of receiving it, it's like it's not even there. But it is there. It's there right now for you. And you don't have to hustle for it or work for it. It's just yours right now. But most people are walking around controlled by this worldly currency and definitions of success and totally neglecting the mental, emotional, spiritual currency that will truly be what makes them happy in the end and what they're working so hard on that outside stuff to create in the first place. Like that's why we do it in the in the first place. Like we want to feel all those things that we're not measuring, right? But this is a major problem when it comes to your self-image and when it comes to receiving the love that's available to you. And that's why I say self-worth is both an ingredient to a self-loving and worthy self-image, but that same thing, if you don't believe it or feel it, it's outright blocking you from receiving that love. But Here's the really big distinction that I really want you to get and I want you to remember because just like I talked about that there's a paradox to acceptance and a paradox to health and self-care, this is the paradox of worthiness that keeps coming up. Like how do you feel worthy when all you've ever known is unworthiness or feeling like you have to keep proving you are or earning it or working for it or hustling for it? And so when it comes to the ingredient of self-worth as part of the recipe of your self-image, this is where, yes, I do believe it's our job to take radical ownership of it. Like this is the part where we put in the work as a human, because if we want something to be different, we need to see and do differently, right? But when it comes to the side of the coin where the concept of your own value and worth is a God block or a spiritual block, and it's blocking you from receiving the love that's available to you, that's where I'm here to just keep watering that seed that I planted in your brain back in the very first episode of this series. Like what if the God block side of it wasn't yours to break through? What if it's where you invited God into this conversation, right? What if it wasn't your job or it wasn't your responsibility or at least not fully your responsibility? And and remember what we said about self-reliance. What if it was where you moved into that God reliance that we talked about and God's guidance? And this is where you invited God into it. And just ask God to help you and meet you there. And, And just to make it super simple, What if it was as simple as praying something like, God, please show me where I am chasing the world's currency for my worth and value rather than seeing it through your eyes. And God, please show me my divine worth through your eyes. Show me what you see. And 
just pray that over and over again. And the reason I love that simple prayer is because the first half where you would say, God, please show me where I'm chasing the world's currency for my worth and value rather than seeing it through your eyes, you're asking for revelation and wisdom and awareness of what you're you know, trying to transform and walk away from. And, and the second half of it where you say, God, please show me my divine worth and you know, show me through your eyes, show me what you see. You're asking for a new view and a new belief and in turn, a new identity. And I'm telling you, if you pray this over and over again, he will show you and he will meet you there and he will give you that revelation you are seeking. And this is, again, where it's not just my faith talking, even though that's a big part of it. It's also what neuroscience says. What we focus on expands. And as I keep sharing with you, what we give air to, air is attention, intention, and repetition it grows and expands and becomes you. Like your brain will learn it. It will just become part of the way you think, but you've got to renew your mind and you must practice it. And so that's an invitation in its own right. Like what if you just gave air, attention, intention, and repetition to God, please show me where I'm chasing the world's currency for my worth and value rather than seeing it through your eyes. And God, please show me my divine worth through your eyes. Show me what you see. That is my invitation to you. Okay, so that's it. That is the big picture side of self-worth and what I wanted you to get access to and just start seeing. And of course, that means with God's guidance. And yes, there is a part of it that you play when it comes to taking radical ownership of your self-image. And as you're learning through this podcast, there is a science to the self-image, but also the side of self-worth where it is a God block and it's blocking you from receiving the value and worthiness that you hold right now. And yes, it's a catch 22 because it's what you need, but it's also what's blocking you. And the big distinction that I shared being that block is not yours to do anything about. That God block is where you ask God to show you his power. And all you have to do is surrender and ask him in prayerful request, God, please show me where I'm chasing the world's currency for my worth and value rather than seeing it through your eyes. And God, please show me my divine worth through your eyes. Show me what you see. And that really is the nutshell of all of this. And that's my invitation to you. Like, just try on this new story, this new perspective, these new simple prayers. And there's so much more I could say about this topic, but we're going to stop there for right now. So that is this third ingredient and third God block. But we're going to be back next week to talk about the next ingredient and next God block, which is all about earning back your own trust with God as your co-pilot. So like no more making promises and breaking them. No more, you know, losing respect for yourself because you don't believe a word you say. We're going to talk about earning back your own trust with God as your co-pilot. And again, not just figuring it on your own, but how to take radical ownership of what you can and cannot influence, but asking God to step in and do a lot of the heavy lifting in your head, heart, and spirit. So I will talk to you then. We'll be back with more What's God Got to Do With It. But in the meantime, I would definitely love to hear from you. So just tell me where you are in your story or maybe what questions you have. Like, where do you feel you need clarity or support or wisdom in your own journey? I definitely want to hear from you. So head on over to whatsgodgottodowithit.com and scroll down to the form to share your thoughts, your questions, your feedback, and you can do that instantly. So 
whatsgodgottodowithit.com. You'll find all the ways to do that. And if you like this podcast and want to hear more, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get your weekly dose of What's God Got to Do With It. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. And while you're there, be sure to rate and review to show your support. It really means so much. What's God Got to Do With It is an iHeartRadio podcast on the Amy Brown Podcast Network. It's written and hosted by me, Leanne Ellington. Executive produced by Elizabeth Fazio. Post-production and editing by Houston Tilly. And original music written by Cheryl Stark and produced by Adam Stark. (laughs) 